right, everyone. Welcome to Chris. What day are we on for our podcast? Oh, why would you ask me that? You know, I never know. Day 31. Because I remember our Friday okay. show was 30. We've done 30 of these. That's right. We did 30. That's right. right. We're on day 31 of the Lockdown Golf Podcast. If you're watching this on Thursday, episode 15 of that Range Life, a show sometimes about golf. Dual show, dual duties always. As you can see, if you're watching, I got Chris McEwen here, as always. Chris, good to see you. Good to see you, man. More importantly, we promised this guest, well, kind of. We know how we are with our guests. But we actually have our guest, <laughs> John Claffey, Vice President of Marketing, right? Yes, sir. Very official title. Tour Edge Golf, John Claffey, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Sunday night. We all just got done. Let's, let's get down to... The, I mean, we have a real guest that has a real golf company to talk about. Right, right. Let's get down to important, the important topic. You guys watched The Last Dance or what? We did. Yeah. We did. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to tell you guys, and I knew this all, I've always known Phil Jackson's great, but I texted my dad within like the first 10 minutes of episode four and went, he's my favorite bowl of all time. Bye, far. <laughs> Right. Favorite. I want to go. I want to go get a customized Bulls jersey with like Jackson. I don't know. Six, any number, six, six on it. Yeah, for, for the rings. Yeah. You know, it's a good thing you're here because I would have done like ninety-one for the first one. <laughs> I would have done something stupid where six is a doable number. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. He's a he's an interesting dude, man. He and he was probably only the only guy that could have. Uh, that could have managed those egos. One, well, I said you know, this, I think last week to have Michael Jordan just be like, no, Phil's my guy and whatever Phil says, like Michael Jordan played that hierarchy goes, it goes Phil and then me and then everybody else. But he knew like something about Phil. He just, he just, and it wasn't like he brainwashed him. It's just people bought into it. Did you right. guys see the clip of them? He was at New York. In their morning shoot around or whatever, they were doing yoga on the yeah, court. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. My wife loved it. She's like, "See, you should do yoga." She's been trying to get me to do yoga for ten years. And you my wife it. said the same thing. <laughs> so what? What did he call Rodman? He called him like the Indian, the Native American term where he called him a hokoya. Yeah, yeah, well, the, yeah, the, yeah. That, the person that walks backwards. Yeah, is that right? is that is that Bill in this uh, particular scenario? Yes. <laughs> and, well, except the problem is, I feel like at least between Chris and me, we're too similar. Like both of us, maybe that's why it works. Cause I think both of us are sort of that guy. Maybe. Yeah. More we, do, so. we do switch roles. Like Chris, thing. Chris, Chris has his own, his, his own baggage. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm much more of a, well, that's true because sometimes Bill and I will both um, hate something just to hate it because everyone else likes it or mm -hmm. whatever. Like just, We'll take some nonsensical and illogical position. And we do that kind of, we go back and forth on that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm that way too. If this, something's getting too hyped, too big, like Tiger King, I was going to watch it and then it got too much. And well, I'm like, I'm not doing it. I haven't watched it either. Now it's a principle. I won't do it. Uh, yeah. Bill keeps telling me, he's like, you got to watch it. I'm like, nope, not going to do it. I'm normally with you guys. But I loved it so much. <laughs> and especially all, with all the stuff that's come out after. So the whole time they keep pushing his, Oh, he was really into selling his CDs and his country music. And they're like, well-documented, didn't sing any of those songs. And he has all the videos, didn't sing any of them, didn't write any of them. He basically just put his face on the cover, paid someone to do it and lip sync to him. I go, that's even better. I'm more in on this. 
<laughs> so funny. See, but then I'm, I'm really consistent because I've jumped into the whole sourdough bread, uh, you know, thing that's happening and I'm right. all in on it. So, you know, I saw a good three people and some of them being in the golf community. Don't ask me to say who they were. Cause I don't remember. I don't care. <laughs> Even though like there's actually a topical reason I should care. So I can come on and quote it. Right. Uh, but that requires too much work and we know the effort <laughs> I put into this, <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of golf people and a lot of, a lot of the old Instagram, Oh, drink a lot of the old, uh, <laughs> Instagram on camera. We can do that. Yeah. Right. The Instagram barbecue guys have been like, well, you know, better start doing bread now. And I go, Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> we were there first. Okay. Right. Right. God. Laugh. What have you been? So here, let's kind of do twofold real business and then sort of off the cuff stuff. Yeah. So like many golf companies, I'm sure tour edge has felt some impact from the coronavirus pandemic. Um, in Illinois specifically, for those that don't know, Tour Edge is headquartered uh, 20 minutes straight west of me down the road, and uh, we have strict orders. I can't, I can't imagine a golf company has been deemed an essential business, so you guys have been allowed to stay open. What have you been doing? What's been keeping you occupied? How, what have you been doing during this pandemic? Yeah, you know, staying at home, obviously, uh, working from home uh, every day, you know, same schedule that I had before, a little bit, um, definitely different focus, but it's, it's definitely affected things. I mean, we're, we're, uh, we're closed as a company. We're, uh, you know, now able to get um, internet shipments out, but uh, I, I, we launched a stimulus package, the Tour Edge stimulus package. It's all digital sales that I'm trying to have come in because uh, even though some golf courses are open, I think they're saying what uh, 58% of golf courses across the country right now are open until yeah. you know, Illinois and some other states are opening up May 1st. But um, our bread is buttered at these off course shops, you know, your, your brick and mortar shops. That's where all, almost all of our sales are taking place, that and online. And um, almost all of those stores are closed. So we have no cash flow coming in in the biggest month. Um, of the year and golf is obviously seasonal uh, April is always the biggest month for any golf club manufacturer and we missed it so yeah um, I'm doing everything I can and the marketing team is doing everything we can to bring in sales through really special deals uh, while these guys are closed and we just don't have any other there's no other way to get to its products so uh, yeah, we launched these stimulus package. We're on round three right now. Thanks for not sending round three, by the way. So I got the first two and all of a sudden I see Twitter with round three. Thanks a lot, John. <laughs> yep. My bad. Yeah, no, I think I have it written down here, but, uh, yeah. Oh, I, left the, I left the email at the office. Sorry. He has, it, he has it written down. Don't send to Bill. Yeah, right. I don't. I don't blame him. Don't blame no, he's him. done great. You, you've done great letting people know, and I see we're seeing clicks coming in. I mean, it's so I'm concentrating a lot on analytics and and when you know what's working. We basically. Oh, that explains Edge, it. Never mind. I get it then. I get it. <laughs> no tour. No tour edge has uh, always been kind of more focused on our on our partners. We're very partner centric as far as making sure we don't upset the apple cart with our retailers and. Um, so we, we were the, kind of the last one of the game of selling directly on our site. We have touredge.com is our website, and then we have shop.touredge.com. And that's direct from us. But we only started doing that uh, almost two years ago now. So we, everybody else had been doing it for 10 years. 
But we, because our partners and are so important to us, we we didn't want them to kind of have a bad taste in their mouth. But you know, with with Amazon and everything else, it was just the writing was on the wall. We could we could do it without you know disrupting any other other business that's out there. And um, so we really have never been aggressive with it. We just kind of take whatever comes and, and uh, to us. But now we are having to be aggressive because it's we need cash flow to come in because not only are retailers closed, but when they do get back up and running you know, the way the golf business works, they're not going to be able to pay their bills on time. And mm-hmm. they're going to, you know, call us and see, you know, what we can do with uh, taking some equipment back. And it's just, it's going to be a long, long recovery period once we actually do get back going. So every dollar that we have coming in right now, you know, it may seem a little off to be really promoting all these deals that what we call the stimulus package. So I was, I was looking for a really positive way to, to say, listen, we need help we're a small business. Uh, we're not going to, you know, try to, you know, we're not going to sound desperate about it, but the reality is this is one of the toughest challenges we've ever faced. We've been a company for 34 years. Uh, 2008 was really hard on the company. And, um, this is kind of right back to that level where, you know, we're, we have enough cash flow to really make it through, you know, the year, but at the same time, we're just, we're kind of projecting everything that's going to happen in the next couple of months and it's not pretty as far as as far as cash flow so we're kind of asking people to you know come and consider some of these amazing offers like if you buy uh exs brand new driver exs 220 driver or fairway wood right now you get a free 150 dollar cart bag with it i that's that's stimulus one right that's the is that the free bag with the i mean that's incredible so what it really is is that what we count on as a small company and now that there's no demo days happening and there's, you know, we really count on those to, to go up against the big boys and say, hey, put it head to head, see what happens. We feel like we'll win that battle and save you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but right now, the seating and the, the word of mouth has stopped. So if we can get a guy out there who's playing golf in Florida, um, you know, playing golf anywhere where it's open right now, and he jumped into the deal because of how, how great the offer was, we kind of can continue that word of mouth process that we rely on in, in marketing. So that's kind of the whole point on why we're, we're doing this, not only to bring in some cash flow and, and get some s- small business support, but to, to really just keep the, the fuel, the moving out there on people, you know, talking about how good our stuff's performing. I want to go on record too. Um, I've been a broken record about two things. One, my love for tour edge gear. And I'll admit I'm late to the tour edge party, even though I grew up with it being um, you're late. Yeah, you're really well. You, yeah, <laughs> take it easy, Nike three. What are Bill, right? Bill has insulted me on several occasions mm-hmm. because, um, and I haven't even hit the hit the the three wood yet because Don't Bill wouldn't let me. You can't well, touch me. No, you can't hit mine. Not a chance. <laughs> Not a chance. I'd watch Bill lace one off the tee. I'm like, all right, man, let me, give me let me try that. And he's like, no. And, well, then, this- and then he says, but you're an idiot if yep. you don't put one in your bag. So I said. That's what a quote that? more than once <laughs> many times published all over the place. I might write a blog this week about Chris McEwen called Chris McEwen of Chris McEwen.com and at Chris McEwen on social medias is an idiot. <laughs> and that's all the posts will be about is his three word. Can you, Hey, can you send me pictures of your three word? Sure. Thanks. I'll take the pub- publicity. It's fine. <laughs> oh, I will. I plug your shit all the time. Stop it. Stop easy, it. easy phrasing, Bill phrasing. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You know, I get emotional with our relationship. Anywho, 
Um, yeah, Chris, I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel bad about uh, not knowing us. I mean, we, we, we've been around for a long time. And in the Midwest, we were a lot more well-known. But um, we're just starting to get to the point where we've kind of taken things to a new level. We were going to have a record year this year, which is kind of the – I'm sure, you know, nobody's feeling good about what's happening right now as far as business goes. But um, we were going to shatter our record for the fifth straight year in a row. And we've really just kind of gotten to the point where, you know, we're a top seven golf club manufacturer in, in rankings as far as like market share. Um, so we have leapfrogged a lot of companies, some local companies that people would think are bigger than us. We are selling more golf clubs. Um, but it's, you know, we're a global brand, but at the same time, we're still finding little pockets of golfers that are core golfers that play a ton of golf that just kind of missed everything that we did when, uh, you know, over 14 years ago, we came out with Exotics is our, is our premium tour line. And uh, right when we came out with that first CB1 fairway wood, uh, we had the best players in the world choosing to play that club without being paid. So we had Luke Donald when he was number one player in the world. We had Sneds when he won the FedEx Cup was playing it. We had, you know, we've had uh, over 10 clubs in playing Ryder Cups. Um, you know, Kuchar, Brian Gay, they all won with, with uh, the, the initial kind of exotics fairway woods. And um, we actually had 10 wins on the big tour um, before I came to the company. We've had 11 since I've come, and most of that's on the PGA Tour champions. But before that, it was all just kind of, we would have our tour rep, Andy Harris, go out to, to the big tour, and just whatever happened, happened. If they fell in love with the club and it went into play, great. But we also couldn't do a lot with it. We couldn't talk about, we couldn't use these guys' names. We couldn't. Right. Um, couldn't advertise it. So this was just kind of, again, it was a word of mouth, grassroots kind of, hey, if you heard about it, you heard about it. But also there was no control over it. If they if they had a bad round and blamed the, the three foot on it and it went out of the bag, that was it. You know, we had no control over that. Maybe try to work with them a little bit more and get it back in play. But, you know, over, over about a 10-year period, we won almost every year once. You know, we won 10 times on the PGA Tour. Rob. But we were walking on eggshells a little bit on uh, how we could promote it because we didn't want to, you know, get back to the agent or the or the player where they, you know, there was a scenario where, oh, they're really going hard on, you know, talking about how you're playing the club, but they're not paying you. Yeah, so yeah. It, it yeah you couldn't really capitalize where, it, per se. It was one of those things where it got out, but it wasn't like everybody got the message. And then a couple of bloggers had some real success bringing their handicap down from like 20 to 18 Sold them like hotcakes. <laughs> See, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, I knew who I, I like. I knew who you were. I just hadn't hit one for whatever reason. Like, I don't know. Do you know? Well, there's a lot of there was a lot of branding, um, you know, confusion too, because we we had bazooka going on was an early brand of ours, and then we came out with exotics. So a lot of times you'd ask somebody, hey, you know, Tour Edge, they'd go, no, they'd be like, you mean exotics or oh, bazooka? Yeah. And so we've kind of. We, since I come on board, I've almost been here three years. We've really put Tour Edge first and kind of had everything, you know, fall below that. Whereas we did a lot of kind of before with exotics, we did a lot of kind of like Toyota Lexus type marketing where we, you know, we wanted people to realize that we had this high end ultra premium tour quality line. But at the same time, we also had the, the really, you know, lower price stuff that was really, really good, but you weren't going to pay an arm and a leg for it. So we had to kind of find our, our niche there and we definitely did in the past few years and and it's uh it's working for us but it's also a reason why we went out and did so much we did on the pga tour champions um I, that was my first three weeks on the job i went out with our tour rep 
and I went to three straight events on the Champions Tour. And in three events, we had over, I think we had 15 guys put the clubs in play. And wow. it was wide open. It was just us and Callaway set up on the range. Taylor made had just pulled out of Champions Tour. And um, the guys were coming up and shaking our hands every day and saying, thank you for being out here and servicing us. We're kind of a forgotten tour when it comes to manufacturers coming out here and, and working with us. And uh, they would thank us because it was, they need, they need help with, you know, track man and fitting into the right shafts and in the right heads. And uh, it was just us and Callaway. And with, so now that we've, you know, that was almost three years ago. It was the beginning of 2018. We were at over a hundred players. We've had 11 wins, uh, 50 top fives, hundred top tens. And I'm able to do kind of my thing with public relations, you know, press releases every week saying we got another win or we got another top five. And, it, it's really what you need with that is frequency. But I was finally able to sign some guys. We were able to sign Tom Lehman, Scott McCarron. You ever hear of those guys? Door. Ever heard of them? <laughs> ever heard of them? Yeah. Straight yeah that's, the, that's the thing about Champions Tour is like you go out there and you look down the range, you're like, that's a legend. That's a Hall of Famer. That, yeah. You know every single person out there. So it was a good fit for us to, you know, put our flag in there, kind of make it our home tour and not ha go out to the ultra competitive PJ Tour anymore. We still go out to about 10 events a year to the big tour, but it's not like we're out there just grinding and, you know, working with guys and then just only seeing a couple guys put it in play. We really got the volume that we needed to make some hay. Yeah. So I want to, I want to point out, you can see behind me, this isn't, I mean, we've talked about this on our shows plenty of times at this point, that's a little product placement you might argue, but they've been there the whole time. Yeah. Like, have been. and Again, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna be a golf ball guy real quick. Okay, I don't have to put tour edge in my bag. Okay, <laughs> oh, I don't have God. to. You're the worst. I get. I get a lot of golf gear. I don't know if you know this, but um, what is it, Claff? You know what is this? Two seasons in a row where I've been like, oh my God, this stuff's unreal, right? And yeah. um, I was. I was actually thinking about getting a five wood with the stimulus package, but like, I'm like, I don't. I'd rather they keep the bag at this point you guys have been right. good to me. Like don't sink the cost in the bag here. You just keep it and adding a five wood. But the problem was I didn't want to give up my CBX 119 five wood. Like I already love the tour edge I had too much. So yeah, I just have this, I have these clubs here for a reason and I've switched them. And uh, I mean, both of you know, I've heard my feedback on that EXS 220 fairway wood is unbelievable. The fairway wood is ridiculous. And you, I mean, what the, that, the, the sound of the ball off of that thing Good Lord. And there were, so there were three other, there were three, four of us playing and the three of us that were watching Bill. Who all really don't think highly of me. Let me ask. Okay. <laughs> right. Cause we know you. Right. So, but anyways, every time Bill would just pummel a golf ball at that thing, we would just, we were in awe. Like there were, there were right, the multiple murmurs and cuss words and all kinds of things. Cause it would just, man. The, the first time I hit that club was, I get, I got, I can't remember if it was a text or an email. Might have even been a, it was a phone call, actually. I get a phone call in the middle of my workday when we were still allowed to go to offices, if you guys remember that. I get a phone call in the, I'm in the middle of a meeting, but it, I don't, it's not every day my phone's ringing from John Claffey. So I step out, I'm like, what's up, man? He goes, hey, I've been thinking about some things. We just got all of our EXS 220 stuff in. We're about to go to the show. Why don't you come pick up your driver? Because I know you're not going. Come pick up a driver, work on it, uh, you know, check it out. And I said, hey, while I'm there, that's cool, but can I hit the fairway wood? 
And he's right. like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, all right, cool. I can knock out kind of two birds, one stone. And then when he can get me a fairway, I can hit the ground running. So hit the driver and I'm impressed with the driver. I read the review, plenty of good things to say about it. And then I think I took two swings with the fairwood, and my exact words were you, were to you. Oh yeah, this is knocking my three wood out of the bag. Yeah, this you said it was in the bag right away. Yeah, right away. And it, yeah, I mean, the, I, the two twenty stuff is is kind of a, a new level for us, kind of a breakthrough. And especially what Chris was saying about the sound and the feel, um, it's the in, you know, Bill. I'll throw you under the bus here on the original EXS driver. Oh, I was going to throw myself, so go for it. We, you know, you were you were one of the only people I, I knew of that was like, ah, I just, I can't get into the sound of that driver. I'm like, oh, man, it's so much better than anything we've had, and it's 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 fabulous. But we really raised the game. We put a, what we call a sound diffusion bar in, inside the club head and all the metal woods in the 220 line. And it's just basically a wall that has uh, been put into the club head. Um, so it bounces sound around. It's, it actually acts as a uh, like a – it, you would in a concert hall or a studio that you would use to acoustically improve your sound. Mm. And so it, it worked like wonders. I, and I, all I keep hearing from everybody, even with the shutdown is everybody keeps contacting me and saying, I think you have the best sounding driver in Fairwood on the market right now. I've heard that over a hundred times in the last couple months. So I, that's kind of my favorite thing that's happened is uh, we finally, finally made it onto Bill Bush's radar for having a good sounding driver. <laughs> And it's not I'm only not a good sounding driver, but it's it's probably the best, you know, that that I that I know of. Um, and there's, you know, and it's a three hundred fifty dollar driver. So to be able to do what we did and nail that technology and make it work for the price, it really raised the level of our game. And um, I, I truly believe we have, you know, a top three driver in fairway wood in the marketplace right now, and it's at you know forty percent less than the the other ones that are in its class. Yeah, I it never failed. Chris, every time. So as I mentioned, Tour Edge, 20 minutes down the road. I mean, it's an easy 20 minutes. So, I mean, I might be out that way and just be like, hey, uh, you busy? I'll, I'll stop in and say hi or whatever, right? I, I'm probably there. Oh, God, this is coming out real bad. Humble bragging. I'm there because, like, these are <laughs> nice, good people. I just want to say hello, right? But I'll be like, yeah, I'll swing by, say what's up, or maybe I'll meet John for lunch or something, whatever. And every time I step foot into that place, someone's like, Oh, how are things going? Like, have you decided uh, any more of our clubs don't sound good to you? <laughs> oh, God. Even though, like, I have plenty of other reviews that talk about how it's just one review. And I will say, that's stuck enough where I'm happy they still talk to me and accept me into the building. But, like, I, I until this, I, I was dying for the new driver to come out. And, I mean, I, I was telling Claff, like, I was nervous. It wasn't going to sound good because go, I need something to write the ship so I can get out of this doghouse with you guys. Thankfully. <laughs> yeah. Thankfully. He, you know, the, the original EXS driver is, is a great driver. It was uh, in play on tour. Phyllis Meddy used it to break two world records last year. Yeah. She won three times on the world long drive with it. And then great story. She, uh, she went to an event and uh, her name is Alexa Benton and she, her, clubs got lost on the way to this world long drive event. So she didn't have her drivers for the event and Phyllis loaned her an EXS head and she beat her with her own driver in the finals. And Phyllis was super gracious about it, but that means we had four wins with this driver head all in it. Like all these, you know, even the, even the, uh, the women's long drive, they, they bust heads all the time. 
their swing speeds are high enough. But, you know, we, we tested with Kyle Berkshire and, and uh, J Justin James and all the top swingers out there. And they would just come back to us and go, man, this head is awesome. It doesn't, it never cracks. It never caves. And so we knew, I, we knew we had a really good driver. And then Bill comes in and says, well, it's just, I just don't like the sound of it. And I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking, well, I gave him, I mean, I gave him crap right away, but that's never what stop, never stop. But, but this internal memo went around the office and it was like, we need to come up with a technology that we ended up calling a sound diffusion bar, but we should have called it the Bill Bush motivated us to make the best sounding driver on the market technology. What I'm trying to say is so everybody that's loving the new gear can thank me. You're welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> actually same thing for it took me a little bit, the whole indoor adjustment or whatever, hitting the new driver. But, like, the first shot was okay. And I'm like, say no more. This is going to be this going to be a much better review. Sounds great. <laughs> the new driver does, did – I say it did. It's still, I guess, pretty current. does sound really good. It's – hate to do this. I can't say Well, you know, and you, it, it, to give you credit, you had a point. I mean, we had – the original driver was in play by, uh, I think, five different guys on, on tour. But the, the new one, just the difference, that minute difference of adding that sound diffusion bar, um, we had almost immediately, we had guys put it in the back, guys that weren't on staff with us, um, Ken Duke and, you know, all these guys just started putting the driver in play. I think we had eight guys almost immediately. And you could just kind of see when you were, they were testing it, like they had tested the old driver too. Some of them put it into play, some of them did it. You could just see the feel, which is, you know, feel is 90% sound. Yeah. You could see these guys yeah. just going, ooh. And it was it, it made a big difference. And, and when you get to this level of your better player, sound and feel is almost half the battle. And mind you, like, sure. these, guy, these guys could get whatever they want. So, I, I mean, that's my big thing. I, I can write about it, talk about it on these shows, so I'm blue in the face, which I, I'll do happily. <laughs> but it's like, listen to me this stuff is that good oh and you save hundreds of dollars on it right i mean i'm a big proponent hey go get fit whatever works best for you works best for you but like, don't just go oh it's 350 dollars. oh it's that small company uh they're not in the same ballpark it's like no it's couldn't be further from the truth especially now and this no and i think those days of <clears throat> those days are over of uh splurging on you know this the full you know, circle that, here coming back i get yeah. okay yeah those those days are over so i think i think you guys are positioned to be kind of you know um what people will be looking to spend in the first place now you know there's not a lot of disposable income anymore for a lot of people well and they're not yeah, I mean, they're we not were, we, were, we had already found our niche for that very reason um you know and we we started you know providing a lot of validation with, with what we were doing on tour. People kind of knew us as a Fairywood hybrid company and, and utility iron, uh, the hollow body irons that our, our founder and our, our master club designer is our president, it's David Glad. And uh, he, he grew up in, you know, Glen Ellen and was a, was a pro there. He actually got started by um, driving around all of the big clubs, you know, Chicago golf club, all the fancy clubs around Chicago and would pick up all their repairs and he would take it back to his, uh, at first it was his parents garage he was in high school and he was repairing all of the clubs and doing uh, he started doing grinds on wedges and he made a nice little stack of cash for a kid in high school 
he went and played college golf at uh in, in Florida. He was on the team with uh with uh, Marco Dawson, Lee Jansen, and and these guys down at uh, South Florida. And then he came back and he got a he got a uh, townhouse in um, Winfield and basically started the company out of his townhouse. And he was uh, still doing all the repairs, but he started he kind of made, came up with an idea that he wanted to start doing custom clubs. And that's how Tour Edge was born. And hmm. uh, he basically always said, I can make just as good a stuff as these big manufacturers, but I can charge half the, half the price. And that is how, you know, 34 years later, he's, he's uh, proven that absolutely it was needed. We found our niche. We kind of found our, you know, what exactly the right price points were. And all everybody else went crazy, started selling $500 drivers, $600 drivers, $700 right. drivers. And that was, uh, to us, it was like unfair to the consumer. There was too many hype charges that were being put into these clubs. They were now, you're now paying for, you know, Dustin Johnson's contract. You're paying for their, you know, $20 million advertising budget. Right. And is that really worth it just to have, you know, I understand now if you have something demonstrably better for your swing and it's working for you and you're seeing the numbers, then, you know, I get it. But when we are right there or better at half the price, it just didn't make sense to a lot of people. And people were having this light bulb go off going, why am I doing this? So especially with what's going on now, we are positioned better when everything gets turned back on to, to really show why we say pound for pound, you know, nothing comes close to what we're doing. Yeah. And um, it's, it, it's going to be fine. We're going to make it through and, and definitely our, how we position our clubs and how good they are for the price, you know, we'll keep winning battles. So um, we're confident about that, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely weird times. We, uh, <laughs> We want we want people hitting our golf clubs as much as possible. We just can't do that right now. So that's why we're offering all these amazing stimulus deals. So I have two things before we move on from um, my ongoing efforts to to validate the greatness that I claim for Tour Edge. Um, first question. Actually, one's a question. One's just a bit of information was the first driver you guys posted it on your social media a while ago that persimmon uh i want to just i think it's just called the pro the the yeah the wood the wood club i posted yeah yeah um i believe that was one of the first it was not the first but it's a pretty so, persimmon yeah was he i mean i'm based on the story you told i imagine he wasn't in his garage turning those himself maybe working with somebody but maybe it was, I, I just picture Dave sitting in his garage, like hand sanding the thing down and getting it to that perfect <laughs> shape. You know, it was, I mean, back then it was, uh, he was obviously working with, you know, foundries and stuff to make uh, clubs. But, you know, that our, our big thing right now, with, and especially, again, something that's kind of a feather in our cap through all this, is that we assemble all of our clubs in Batavia, Illinois, in the United States. It's 100%, you know, 100% of our premium stuff is assembled and built in the United States, which not a lot of people can say in our industry. Um, but he, you know, back then there wasn't CAD going on. So he was, you know, drawing the club up and then he was, you were taking a big, you know, not for the woods, but you were for the, you know, the metal woods back there, the first metal woods, you were taking a big hunk of the metal and you were grinding it down until you got, Jeez. you know, you would, it was all about, you would have to look at it for, you know, 50 hours and, to finally get it, you know, every millimeter right when you were uh, when you were grinding down this big block of, of metal to get the right head. 
then you take that head what you think is right and then they go and they make the the molding of it so it's um i don't know if you guys have ever seen how drivers are made but it's or clubs are made uh, but it's fascinating to see the process but everything changed when cad kind of took over and you were able to design clubs that way before it was just a laborious process and um so when it comes to the actual persimmons man that that must have been so time consuming just to make one Jeez. single head yeah one day yeah. when you guys open back up i'm i'm so chris what well you do know because i've told you this but tour edge has lifetime warranty and all their stuff and i'm saying that a little pluggy i admit it but <laughs> as a result and i saw this the first time i went there they have I mean, not on display, but this whole corner of their building, which is essentially like the Tour Edge Museum from every club they've ever made. Oh, wow. So my goal is when they get back up, like one of those, one of those persimmons may make it into my vintage collection. <laughs> yeah, every bag, every club, we got to keep a little bit of it because we, we've had a lifetime warranty for over 10 years now, and nobody else does that in golf. Um, you know, we, we cover... Barely anyone does that in anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you call us 20 years from now, after you bought the EXS220, we're going to have some in case you really fell in love with that club, but then finally it wore out and you, you cracked the head after 20 years. Wow. You would call us and we would replace it if it was a manufacturer's defect. And, um, you know, we would probably, you know, in 20 years from now, we'd probably say, hey, do you want to update a little bit? We'll yeah. take care of you. But, uh, Chris, yeah, call Nike. See if Nike will do that for a year or three. <laughs> See if they'll do it. You have a lot of people calling in going, you know, I really like this club. It just, it finally gave out on me and we got, we got your back. That's what yeah. our lifetime warranty is all about. That's amazing. I, I just lost it. It broke and shattered into a million pieces. I better get one. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny to hear the customer service guys um, when they, you know, they hear about what happened to the club, they get a picture of it sent to them. They're like, Oh, that looks kind of like you slammed that into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to like, just to like be like, hey, I'm gonna go uh, incognito here and test that, and just destroy one of these clubs and be a, and go in through the process. But Claff, check out what I did. <laughs> like, hey, great! You get certain guys that stick to their story that just say, nope, just just totally happened on uh, you know without any provocation. But uh, some of these guys just can't lie and they just break down. They're like, yeah, can you still replace it? I I chucked it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. The other thing was, so to your point of, you know, getting, getting the word out there and just the equipment speaking for itself, found this out recently. We, we talk about a guy on this show, on these shows a lot called Andy Gorman. He is my golfing online instruction coach. Uh, and he does, he's a short game specialist. He, he only instructs 100 yards and in, and he's based out of the Birmingham area of the United Kingdom. So, we were, you know, zooming someday, just talking ideas and golf stuff, not, you know, off the, off the record kind of things. And I, I said, I said to him, like, I got this new three wood. It's unbelievable. And I hate it. Cause I, I have this dumb website. So anytime I write something like this, everyone's like, Oh, you're just saying it. Oh, right. I go, no, it's really that good. He goes, Oh yeah. Which one is it? So I tell him about it. He goes, yeah, I have two, uh, two tour edge, exotics fairway woods i don't remember which model i don't think he necessarily knew um off the top of his head he just knew he had some old couple year old tour edge fairways in bag he goes i love those things they and it isn't a case of oh, I, I any reason to put them in other than i hit them better than anything and they were great you can hit whatever shots i want with them i love them 
I'm like, but you're in England. These, they're not, this brand isn't known for covering the world. He goes, I got a hold of them and they're amazing. And I spread the good word as often as possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that's one of our biggest problems actually is, is uh, we made, you know, when Chris Rock said, you know, Cadillac could make a car that could last, you know, 20 years, but not, they're not going to do anything that stupid. We, <laughs> we run into the problem of hearing all the time people say, oh, I've had your three wood in the bag for 15 years and it's nothing can kick it out. Yeah. We're like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> we painted ourselves in a corner and to make it worse, it's in the UK. We broke through with a guy and... um. All right, this kind of goes back to your stimulus package because I saw this deal, Stimulus 2, I think. Um, but the new Wingman putter, let's talk about it. Tell us, why, tell us about the putter, and then I guess if you can work your – Mr. Marketing Guy, work your way into your own coverage on the deal itself. Yeah, I mean, the deal on that one is, is that you get a, a Wingman hat. and Obviously, Wingman's a cool Sold. market. <laughs> it's a $25 hat you get with a $200 putter. But again, with Wingman, we, we set out to kind of, it's two years in the making. And during that two years when we, you know, Dave had an idea, he came up with the Wingman name first. He knew he wanted something with wings, um, a high MOI, stable putter, uh, mid-mallet design. And during that time, you saw these other uh, types of putters really taking off on tour, like Spider came out. Yeah. And um, we were able to kind of sit back and watch that happen and go, all right, well, what are they doing right? What are they doing wrong? How can we make it better? How can we make it more stable? What's their MOI? Because what we want to do is we, our whole goal with any club we come out with is we want to make it as good or better than something that costs twice as much. So we really kind of took another six months to kind of look at everything. And we, we ended up adding in interchangeable weights to these wings. So what you've got now is a, it's an ultra premium tour quality putter. We just started getting them in the hands of, uh, of the tour players when this, when we got shut down. So we were about to kind of see it take off, but it got, you know, halted, but um, no, these other putters, this, the, when they originally came out, they had no interchangeability. So um, at least as far as retail was concerned, right. That's a big thing. Well, yeah. right? The pros could tweak them right. and they're like not epoxy them in, but you go to retail, they're all glued in. And right. Right. You're doing Bill Bush DIY kitchen experiments to remove a weight and possibly break a wing off. I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. So we added the interchangeable weights um, and we just, we, we nailed the design. It totally, it just so happens that wingman, the actual design of the putter looks exactly like a W and an M on top of each other. So it's like, when do you have a, a name of a product that actually matches the look of the product? So uh, just a really cool package right there with marketing. But we really looked hard at a moment of inertia with this putter. We wanted to be able to say that this $200 putter has a higher moment of inertia of any of the, the mid-mallet designs that are out there. So we are eclipsing 5,000 uh, grams per cubic centimeter squared, which is a lot of tech talk there. But I was saying, you're gonna, I think you need to do us a favor. So actually, where we talked about MOI was over your fairway wood. Um, we have yeah. talked about it before, but do me a favor. Give them, give all of our massive audience a rundown on what MOI means. Yep. From a real golf guy. Right. Why it matters and what it does. And, and then kind of when you said 5,000, I already sure. lost the measurement. I apologize. But what that means to the consumer. So, yeah, MOI means moment of inertia. 
Um, it's really the only area left in golf club design that we don't have restrictions on as far. I mean, there is a restriction on, I think it's 5,900 is tops. You can go in any club. But um, what I mean is, is that we've been, already been at the, the limit of face flex. You know, what was COR now is called CT characteristic time. That's how you measure, you know, your, your face flex on a driver. And a fairway. I love golf. I love it. <laughs> but we've been at that. We've been at that limit already for 15 years. Yeah. So nothing can change there. The really only way that you can make a golf club better these days is to concentrate on MOI. Which what is MOI? Moment though? of inertia basically it's is forgiveness. When, the golf, when the head comes and hits the ball, it strikes the ball. Physics dictates that it's going to twist. Right. It's at impact. There's going to be twisting, and it's going to affect how the ball comes off the face and the, the eventual ball flight. So if you're able to make a more stable club by raising the moment of inertia, um, you know, which is, is actually determined by grams per cubic centimeter squared is the, the actual formula that they're looking for. It, what, basically, it just means your club head is not twisting as much at impact. So you're, you're able to actually control, you know, so if you have a high MOI driver, the key would be that it's a stable head. It is going to not twist as much, which means the ball is going to be less likely to spray. Right. So you're going to have, you're going to have tighter dispersion. Right. So not only is that in play on drivers, fairway woods, hybrids, it's in play on irons and it's in play on putters. So if you think about a putter, there's still going to be a little twisting when you make contact with the ball and it is going to get you offline if you have a lower MOI putter. So we took a lot of time making sure that we were, you know, especially the EXS 220 driver and the wingman putter, we wanted to be top in our class and MOI rating. And we accomplished that. So when I said that we were above 5,000, the other uh, putters in this size for MOI are right at 5,000. But when you take our three gram weight out of the interchangeable weights and you add in, say, the 18 gram weight, we are now up to 5,400. It is blowing anything else out of the water when it comes to MOI rating. What that means is we have a more stable head that is going to be, have a truer role because it is that much less twisting at impact. So that's a better explanation than we gave. <laughs> the way, I, the way so, we did it was like in layman's terms, here, translate this. MOI basically means the club's more forgiving. Right. Like that's, that's, what that's, we what said. I, that's how I describe it too. But I think like that's easy to say in what sense does it mean? So, yeah, I, I was sitting there thinking, "Hey, Chris, when we're done, isolate that clip. That's gonna be that's gonna be a very highly Googleable post." <laughs> what is MOI? It's it literally is the last frontier on how to make your golf club perform better. Um, and that's why we've seen putters kind of get that shape, right? I mean, so they move that center of gravity back, and that helps with your MOI. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Man, yeah. so the first time, I mean, I trying to say this not as a golf guy um <laughs> real golf guy today i know William. i hate it i hate it <laughs> oh my god i'm gonna go start a, i'm gonna go start a twitter fight when i'm down here <laughs> you know the, the other uh, way that you can the other way well. that you can do this and this is where it's going to change a little bit um because you know your pro may not want a super high moi mm -hmm. because it may it may mean that his launch angle is off a little bit so the, the only other way to really win the battle, say in like a fairway wood battle, this is how we do it with our pro stuff. This, the reason why you love the exotic CBX 119 so much is because we were actually making a forward center of gravity. 
So we were able to use discretionary weight, saving weight by having a titanium face and combo raising it to a stainless steel body. We saved enough weight that we were able to manipulate where the center of gravity was. And what that did was it made for a more penetrating low spin club. Now for your average yeah. golfer, it's too much. It's, it's right. not going to be high enough. They're not going to be able to get off the ground. But that is how you win the distance battle these days is by adjusting center of gravity yeah. based off of how much discretionary weight you can save throughout the club head. But when you're, so that's for your really heavy swing speeds. But when it comes to your general player who is going to benefit by, by hitting it straighter and hitting more fair, hitting more fairways, MOI is the answer. Yeah. Now, have you guys done anything with the face of that putter? Yeah, it, and yeah, absolutely. It's a very, uh, it's a very high quality serlin that we use. It's uh, we spent a lot of time to make sure that the the diameter rating was right where it needed to be. Um, so we, we feel like, you know, when you hit it, you just basically go, wow, that feels great. Um, but it's, it's definitely in line with anything else that's out there that costs $350, $400, but we've got it at 200 with more technology Man. and a more stable head. So I, want, I do want to point out, and this is, all right, I'll be neutral golf guy for a second. $200 to me on a putter, well, all right, so you talk to me, I go, compared to the rest of the market and what they're doing to steal, but average Joe who's going to buy one off the rack at their local big box store, you know, Dick's Sporting Goods or whatever, they go, oof, you know, that's still, that's still pretty expensive. And I do feel like, yeah, that's a, that's a little up there in, um, I'll say, the, the tour edge pricing. But I have to tell you, now having, you know, actually seen the putters in hand or whatever, it is a good deal. It is a to your point of what it's competing against. It's it's right up there. And again, when you consider the performance versus the the, the dollar amount, the it's a killer value. Yeah, I mean putters is always a little different because you have your putter guys who are literally just like putter junkies who just have you know my dad is one. My dad owns over. 60 putters. He might have me be. He wow, might have me I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. And I was like just, genuinely he, lit up there. <laughs> he's, he's got a putter addiction. You know, he, he, he has, and he has a, this nice putting thing in his office. And, but there are guys out there like that. Um, there's also guys that are just going to play the same putter for 20 straight years. So there's a, you've got your dichotomy <laughs> there. It's a little different from, hey, I need to get updated with technology and my driver or my set of irons. It's uh, it really comes, you know, like Tim Petrovic is one of our staff players. Tim Petrovic showed up at the last event that I was at in Tucson, Arizona this year, and he had an old Ping Zing uh, putter with the original grip on it from 1979, and he was going <laughs> to put it into play because he's that good of a putter. He's yeah. got that kind of feel. And, you know, I'm looking at him like he's crazy. I'm trying to get wingman in the bag with him. <laughs> and he shows up with, you know – a putter that's you know about my age and i'm <laughs> i'm going all right man but he's also just he, he he plays to a different beat he uh in the charles schwab cup championship last year he said he woke up uh, in the final round he said he woke up and his putter looked out fine that was what how he described it <laughs> but uh he i've been there <laughs> he, so he his putter looked at him funny and then he, on the second hole he just said all right i'm gonna use my tour edge CBX Ironwood for the rest of the round putting. 
His first putt with it, he he drained a forty foot putt. <laughs> wow! So, but the the people in the gallery are looking around. He's like, did they, he just nail that with his with his utility iron? And uh, and then he's playing with Scott McCarron, our other one of our other staffers. And Scott comes up, he's like, "What are you doing, man?" He's like, "Yeah, no, my putter looked at me funny this morning. I'm gonna be using this for the rest of the day." He, he uh, on the next hole, he nailed a 25 footer. He then nailed a 15 footer with it. He had made three putts in a row with a ton of distance. And Scott McCarron is now talking to people in the crowd about it. They're going, "What is he doing? Is this guy? He's in a he's in the final tour championship event of the season." playing for big bucks and he's putting with our ironwood but he used it for the rest of the day and he nailed i think you know he lipped out another 40 footer but he nailed almost everything his caddy called me immediately after the round was like i just saw the craziest thing i've ever seen <laughs> i was to say but, petrovich was immediately on the you know then not immediately you know, last round of this season the next day, he's on the phone with Dave Glad going, hey, uh, i really like you to take the elements of the Ironwood and put it in a putter for me for next year. <laughs> right. No problem. Yeah, we did a thing with him in Tucson where we uh, he tried to recreate what he was doing out there. And uh, it took him three or four putts, and he nailed a, he nailed a 35-footer on camera for Golf Channel. Just said, yeah, I love putting with this thing. So <laughs> my, point, my point being is that everybody's a little different with how they view putters. And uh, the wingman has been selling really, really well, even even throughout this. I mean, we only got it in on April 5th. So we're 20 days into actually having it and selling it. And we did a good enough job, I think, of promoting it from when we launched at the PGA show. That there was a lot of buzz about it. And we've had a lot of units go out the door, and, uh, and people are, I guess, putting with it in their houses or whatever. But uh, <laughs> I would yeah, say our, our last, like, big golf hurrah was that, uh chicago golf expo and uh, i was there i actually happened to be there with chris and um that was the first time i'd seen the wingman in person and i'll be honest there was a little bit of me it's like i don't think i'm tour edge i am the first person to tell you underappreciated in woods iron i mean i've talked to you enough about the whole product line but like i don't think a tour edge is a putter company so we'll okay we'll see with the wingman right and i went oh Never mind. Wingman's pretty sweet. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, foot and mouth. It's it's great. It's a nice little putter. It just goes along with what we're doing with this whole. You know, we we pound for pound, put it up against anything out there. Look at the technology. Look at the the feel, the sound, the performance, and then look at the price. And once you do that, we're gonna we're gonna come out on top in a lot of battles, and and that that's how we're winning battles out there. So it's. It's just part of our, our philosophy. We, our, our company tagline has been golf's most solid investment for, you know, 25 years. And uh, we really, really take pride in that. And it's the reason why our partners are so into us and do so well with us. Because we, we don't have as many distribution points as the big boys. Sure. And like I told you guys, we're, we're coming in like uh, on the golf data tech market share numbers that we've seen. It's like we are – the number four to five selling metal wood and golf at off course with the number five selling five or six selling iron and golf. And with the number uh, six or seven selling putters and golf. So what happens is, is you go into these shops and you're looking at all the, the stuff you've seen all the commercials for that are on PJ tour. And you're looking at TaylorMade, you're looking at Callaway. And along that way, the guy on the, sh the shop floor is going to go, what do you know about tour edge? Because if we just got to try it. We got to put it on the launch monitor. You just got to see what this thing does because this is how much it costs. And I'm telling you, it's good. 
Yeah. That is how, you know, everything is working for us. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I am sitting here going, I don't, I don't, I, I got the VP. Well, I guess it's not fair. I got the VP of marketing. That's his job, but I got the VP of marketing of tour edge to come and talk about this. And wh what more can I say? Like the stuff's legitimately awesome. I, I mean, I've been swearing by it and preaching it. Now, has it made a difference? I don't know. I'm, I'm just one guy. I'm just <laughs> hey, one you, guy. You've piqued my interest. That's small. Well, say so no that. more. Small <laughs> cynical. <laughs> You know, we've got, we've got a cult following out there that are really loyal and really help spread the word for us. And, you know, like, you know, we've been around for a long time, 34 years. And, um, you know, it's, we're, we're good people. We're, we're a, a proudly American company who uh, Midwest values are definitely attached to it. And you add in these special things that we do with price and with the lifetime warranty, the fact that we are making our clubs in the United States. And the fact that we, we really stand behind our clubs and, and uh, you know, with our 48-hour custom fitting, that really changed the game for us. So so I feel like, yeah, you bring that up between the, the custom fitting, delivery. Well, I guess we talked in the warranty and we didn't even scratch the surface on the value of the brand. <laughs> yeah, for, so 48 hours, uh, we started doing this with our original hot launch lines. With our, We have about 750 custom fitting centers where you can go in they have a fit bag of our stuff and uh, you can go in anywhere in the continental United States and you know get fit for a set of irons or for a driver they will if they get that order to us by 2:30 central time it is guaranteed to arrive to you either to your house or back to that store within 48 hours so we started doing that about five years ago <laughs> and it changed the custom fitting platform for us we were the you know if you get something from one of these other guys um, it could be two to three weeks before you get your custom order. We knew waited that, that long for one club. <laughs> what was that, Chris? I, said, I waited that long for one club before. Right. I'm we sorry. I didn't want to ruin it. All right. <laughs> God. One time, you know. We knew that the guy coming in looking at, especially at Hot Launch, now we actually do this with exotics too, the 48 hour thing, or we will when we get back to it. Um, is the guy was coming in, he probably had a golf, you know, match coming up that he, had scheduled with his buddies. He's probably playing for the first time in, you know, a couple months and he needs it right away. Yeah. He's, he doesn't have time to wait. And so we, it really changed the game for over the last four years, we've been up 350% customer fitting orders. Wow. Of that deal. I'll vouch for that. Product That's amazing. Line, by the way, the hot launch stuff. Um, talk to John. I mean, God, almost this time last year, I'd say we said, Hey, let's get some people out hitting the hot launch stuff, whatever. So I bring my, I bring my dad, who is sort of like, no, oh, this works for me, whatever, and just gets my hand-me-downs, basically, and uh, goes in, goes through the fitting process with Tour Edge guys, walks out walks out with a hot launch four that's been in his bag ever since. He's like, yeah. oh, never mind, <laughs> I'm in. It was great. Yeah, we fit, uh, we fit what, three different people and uh, different level, all different level golfers, and we got them into the right, the right gear, and uh, that was a cool little uh, – Cool little thing we did. Hey, unrelated to all of this, but you were talking about the you know Midwestern values, made in America, and all that. And it made me think of you know that just good down home loyal brand. I need to know something. Are we at all concerned about that diner by your shop surviving this coronavirus? I love that diner. It's it's literally just called Batavia Diner Number Two. 
they have I, I would go there two or three times a week um and they're great people but yeah i mean i'm we're concerned about a lot of small businesses like that i um i've kind of tried to keep up with them and make sure that they're doing all right but uh i guess they can do carry out but like their their yeah. main business there is the people working over there that's right yep yeah i mean we when this thing's over we'll we'll be going back there and and getting getting helping them out so yeah there's a lot of that worry out here and you know where i'm i live out here in st charles and uh which is right near the office batavia but um you know you get a little more, more rural out here and and uh with everything shut down you, you do kind of think about all right i got to stay local and support these small businesses try to help out how i can yeah. so i think post chris we've been talking about post coronavirus the big barbecue we're gonna have at my house i think we do that still and then I think another day we just get a bunch of people from our squad, if you will, and go over, go over to that diner. I, I the can the, we combine it with our um, Kane County Cougars outing? Oh, I'm a, I'm a big Kane County Cougar fan. I will definitely <laughs> join you guys for that. We'll try to go when they're play, when they are the uh, Atomic Pork Chops. I went to an Atomic Pork Chop game where they ch- <laughs> they changed the the team name for a few times during the season. The Atomic but, uh, Pork Chops. Do they they have know the shops because that's of the amazing. Fermi Lab is right there. Oh, that's right, mm-hmm. that's right. But uh, yeah, well, I'll, I'll have to join you guys for a Cougars game. But uh, <laughs> it's, it's a fun time. I was gonna say we could call that other brand from Sycamore who would come to that Batavia, uh, that Batavia Diner Number Two support. They'd be like, "Oh hell yeah, let's go!" <laughs> yeah, we have this big outing plan where we're gonna do Prairie Landing because you guys are just on the road from Prairie Landing. Yep, we're gonna do Prairie Landing in the morning, afternoon, whatever. And then swing over and do a Cougars game. We can do it more than once if we have to. I mean, I'll come out. I mean, if you're going to twist my arm like that. Right. I mean. Fine. Fine with me. It's going to be an expensive, like, based on what we're painting, the picture we're painting, it's going to be an expensive day of Ubering everywhere because there's no way driving (laughs) safe. Right. Right. Like, Claff, can I, do you mind if I drop, leave my car in the tourist parking lot? (laughs) Uh, John. You said it all, man. Is there anything else you want to talk about and let the people know? Um, no, just that, you know, we, we really appreciate everybody's support right now. Everybody's been awesome. Um, we're having more sales come into our, our shop.touredge.com than we've ever had. Um, these deals are definitely working, you know, and it's, it's, you know, we're majorly down in April and it's, we went, I think we went into this thing like 18% up on the year we were going to blast every projection we've ever had and, and have the best year ever for tour edge. And I think now we're, you know, we're percentages down, whatever it may be, but you know, it's, it, the stimulus package has helped. We, we donated uh, 5% mm-hmm. of every order that came into the Northern Illinois food bank. So it wasn't just uh, a plea for small business help. It was, it was kind of paying it forward as well. And just, you know, it's tough times, but we're, we're going to get through this. We uh, we've always been a challenger brand, and we've had to we've had to be strong and go up against these big boys and and win the battles um, just like we've been talking about the whole time through trial and demo days and uh, trying to get the word of what we're doing out on tour. I mean, we did we did make some really good commercials this year with our staff players, our four guys: Scott McCarran, Tom Lehman, Duffy, and Tim Petrovic, and we really went over the the biggest things that make us different that set us apart. So everything we've talked about with you know, our 48-hour shipping, our built in the USA, um, all the, the the lifetime warranty. And we tied that all together just to kind of show everybody how we're different and and why you should consider, 
you know, Jurich. It's pound for pound. Nothing else comes close. It kind of says it all. We, uh, we take pride in the performance of our product, and we're not throwing in our marketing and advertising budgets into the club like these other guys are doing. That's why right. we're able to keep the cost down, give you the same technology, innovation, sound, feel, performance, characteristics, but we're doing it for uh, pennies on the dollar compared to everybody else. So it's, yeah. it's the best value in golf you can find, but it's a performance value. It's not just like, hey, I, I got a cheap club. I got a high-quality performance club that's helping my game. And I didn't overpay for it. That's that's what's going on with us. On uh, on May first, are you guys able to sort of go back into the office or no? Do, no, really? No, we. Uh, I mean, we we've had a skeleton tr- crew going in and shipping stuff out, but it's just two guys going in the warehouse. Oh, okay. Super safe social distancing. Um, they, I think, with the you know the new thing from the governor, it's basically you're allowed to ship orders out for internet orders. So I think we'll bring in a, f- a couple more people, but we're trying to just keep that place as empty as possible right now while still keeping the yeah. lights on, shipping out the orders. So any orders that's placed right now with the stimulus package, they're going out, but these guys are working their butts off. They're coming yeah, in. They're, these two guys are, you know, and, and they're not, you know, our normal shipping guys. This is like our dir- our director of operations, Tony Herb is going in and doing all this with, you know, our, our, Club builders for the tour guys. I was gonna say, I imagine you have to have somebody who can like double shift because I again knowing knowing how you guys operate, you need somebody who can build a club and sure. then ship it out. Our our tour guy David Sayo, he builds all the tour clubs for us. Is building all the clubs right now by hand, and he is. I think they're putting in 50, 55 hours a week, so it's more work than they were doing wow. anyway to keep the lights on. So they're kind of like our frontline heroes, uh, keeping everything going for us my marketing team is working their butts off to just try to drive digital sales in and, and just try to help, you know, helps dollars come, keep coming in the door. Cause like I said, that's, it's really not a worry that we're, you know, we're going to be hard up right away. It's more like what we see coming down the road as far as recovery and people paying yeah. their bills on time because right. these little mom and pa shops out there are taking a big hit right now with not being able to be open. We need to get the tour guy, Chris. Get the tour, the tour rep, the builder. I'm sorry, the tour builder on. Get some of his his tales of the of the trade. Yeah, for sure. Class, like, yeah, that's fine. We'll have him on, but I will be here to supervise. Don't do it. <laughs> do you kind of lawyer him? Like, don't answer that. Don't answer. Yeah, that. just <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, hey, before we wrap up, I I didn't think of this when you're talking about it. Uh, since I don't know, and I refuse to give the competitors any clicks. What is Stimulus 3? What are the latest deals? So, yeah, so all the, all the stuff is still live from round one, round two. The best-selling deal from round one was the, the EXS 220 driver and fairway when you get a free uh, Extreme 4 cart bag. $150 cart bag. Highway high robbery. Quality. Yeah, so that's, you got a $350, $350 driver that was just named, you know, best value by my golf spy and all that good stuff. What are you, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing to me? <laughs> Oh, uh, you know, and, and, and well, also Bill I was Bush. going with, no, the I don't even want, I don't even want my quote. Why we got to talk about them on here? Well, that's what I'm going with next. Then you got a $249 fairway wood that's coming with a free $150 bag. And that's the fairway wood that's in Bill Bush's back. So none if, of these clubs, none of these clubs are what they are without me and my sound diffusion bar. Okay? Well, so <laughs> my golf spy, who cares? Is the 220 driver in your bag? That's the question. No, it's right here at my desk. Right. So, 
because I gave I, because I gave the shaft to Josh Rivera of Chris McEwen.com. And that's so why I just gave and that's why I just gave you the shaft. <laughs> ah, he's a marketing guy. Yeah. Yep. Well played, John Claffy. No, so that's that's the best deal for round one. Then round two, we got this crazy deal going on the HL3 Ironwoods starting at $49.99. If you buy <laughs> a second one, it's getting down to 44 bucks a club. We've sold wow. hundreds and hundreds of these in the last couple of weeks because of that deal. Um, and then the new round three deals are um, pretty crazy as well. There's a bundle deal for HL3 Fairway Woods starting at uh, $59.99 for an HL3 Fairway Wood. This is really awesome, super game improvement Fairway Wood for almost no money at all. If you buy a template putter right now, you get a free $50 TGS wedge. So a $99 putter, you get a free $50 wedge. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah. That template putter, I, I was, I was, yeah, the wingman at the free hat is all I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, as you're sitting here in locked in the basement closet office every day, <laughs> you start looking for ways to like spend money you don't have. That wingman putter for the, with that $25 hat is looking like a better and better deal every day to me. Well, it's, it's an awesome hat. It's uh, Puka made the hat, but it's, I mean, it just says wingman on it. You could wear that anywhere and, and feel cool that you, you know, you are now an official wingman for somebody out there. And I'd be like, no, you can be my wingman anytime. <laughs> I'd be like, do you remember that? You remember that movie guys? I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, believe the, I believe the answer he gave was bullshit. You can be mine. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> my there guy right there <laughs> all right boys well hey john it's been a pleasure having you man uh it feels like this is one of uh i'd say the only one that seems like a real actual hey look we do golf content show we've done in quarantine so <laughs> right. well you know yeah gonna... we'll have you we'll have you back on and we'll talk just bread and television and uh, whatever other nonsensical things that we tend to talk about. On I, I can't wait because I, I was thinking I was going to have to tell you guys what mode I'm in right now as far as binging. And I have been on this huge Viking mode. So I watched the last show is going to keep going on. I was trying to get John out of here, but now I'm in. Let's go. You started Vikings. <laughs> well, the last kingdom I watched, we've watched the first few seasons and then we switched over to the show Vikings that was on the history channel. And it's got like, a hundred episodes or something crazy. And we, I basically have been pretending like I'm a Viking um, for the last uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. month. And it's really good for this thing. Cause it's like, you know, you feel courageous and no fear and you just, <laughs> is it, yeah. is it, is it uh, like games of throne type of thing? Like, is it fiction or is this? Like no, it's, well, it's, it's all based on real dudes that were real Vikings in history. And uh, that went and they just started, you know, taking their awesome boats out and raiding and <laughs> pillaging and, it's pretty awesome, but uh, it is based off of history. So it's, do you know uh, those like Ragnarok races? The the lead character in the in the in the show Vikings actually his name is Ragnar. Yeah, Ragnar is like the great Viking lord, and it's that's what those Ragnarok races are based off of. And then oh okay, he the show doesn't really depict it, but he gets and I can't think of his name. What's his brother's name? His brother from, from Vikings. Yeah, Rolo. Yes, Rolo, yeah. So Ragnar's brother, Rolo, I think, it. I, again, we're noted for our perfectly accurate <laughs> statements and data on the show. Um, Rolo, in real life, like, usurped him. But uh, His brother? 
Yeah, his own brother. Oh, wow. But in the show, it plays out a little different. Though There's tension, like, the two of them are at odds throughout times. But They betrayed – he Roa betrayed him a, a few times, yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to say that because I don't know how far I clamp. I did abandon that show at some point, which is unlike me. But um, I do want to say I don't know if I've ever been more in love with, like, an on-TV couple than Ragnar and Lagertha. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. Um, if you haven't watched Last Kingdom too, it's funny because they kind of um, coincide with the time periods. The Vikings being happened right before. So, like, one of the main characters in Last Kingdom is Alfred, the king of Wessex. And he, you actually watch him grow up in the other show. They have nothing to do with each other, but they cross over with history. Well, they're telling his story, huh? Kind of. They do. So it's Very like interesting. You, have, you have a lot of parallels. Um, yeah. And The Last Kingdom new season just came out three days ago, so we're going to jump back into more Viking stuff after this. <laughs> <laughs> what's, the last king, what's The Last Kingdom on? Uh, Netflix. But uh, So, yes. you know, anytime I'm looking at my phone right now, my, my wife's like, hey, what are you looking up? And I'm like, oh, you know, Viking history. I'm, now I'm looking at axes on Etsy, Viking axes. Um, <laughs> Hey, we have uh, John Claffey of Tura, John. Uh, we're not talking golf, though. We got axes to talk. <laughs> we're, we call this segment Axes to Grind. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, I think you've been pushing Last Kingdom on me and Black Sails for quite a while. Yeah, we, that's where we started this whole quarantine out with Black Sails. We watched that again. And so I love these historical stuff, like the, the period pieces, if, what, call them what you will, but... I don't go the downtown Abbey route, but I try to find something. I could tell in because you just called it downtown Abbey, not Downton. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> I've, I've never, never watched it. Neither I've have I. My, mom, it. I my mom's a big fan. I got into Outlander finally. You know, I thought maybe that was going to be too girly for me. But, Is that good? Uh, I've heard kind of mixed reviews. Do you like it? Yeah, I think the the first few seasons are really actually pretty good. Okay. Have you guys seen anything for this new Netflix show, Outer Banks? No. no, I like just started seeing ads for it and it's out now. And I think we're going to start it. Cause we just finished. I don't know. I don't know. I can't even remember. Oh, is uh, God. Is that the Chris Helmsworth vehicle? Is I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, okay. All I know is it's a bunch of, you know, young, good looking people and living some sort of high drama experience and what looks like a beach environment. It almost remember that movie, the beach. Oh yeah, I know like what you're it talking almost, about. Now. It might I have, have seen be, that. It might be nothing like it, but it looks like that. Vibe. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the preview. I think, or the like when Netflix when you turn Netflix on and like starts playing something immediately. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's what, that's what could be. We also we just finished watching the first season, and I'm hoping there'll be a second season, even though it's terrible. Uh, this show called <laughs> Bruise Brothers on Netflix, and it's by the same people who did the League. Okay. And, oh, I, I saw a preview for that. Yeah. It, um, what's his name's in that? Right. Like Kevin two, McCarthy, like two episodes. Oh, okay. And it's not good, but well, <laughs> it didn't help. We came off of my wife was watching Waco, and finally, it's like coming to the end of the you know, it's historically accurate. The, of Waco, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why? My wife's the queen of like, I'm gonna watch the most depressing. My mom does it too, like, depressing make you feel miserable this is the last thing you need to be watching right now stop it and finally i go you know what and i believe my exact quote was you know roughly 9 45 and i'm like you could finish this shit yourself i'm going upstairs <laughs> like i really stuck it to her yeah i mean i, I kind of 
we were watching Ozark, and I'm like, honey, I just think it's too violent right now for me. It's too much pressure that I'm feeling. And I was like, I, can't we just watch some more Viking stuff? And she's like, they're killing people every second of the Viking show. I'm like, yeah, but it happened a long time ago. <laughs> it's totally different. This like the Ozark thing could be really happening, right? It's just we talked about Ozark. Like, yeah, Ozark was fantastic, Un- yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yes, yeah, so that show, that show, man. Coming off of Waco, Bruce Brothers, like you say what you, the, I will tell you the first episode and a half, you're kind of like, well, really the whole thing, but especially the first episode, you're like, okay, the league guys are so funny and tongue in cheek quirky. You got me. Right. And it wasn't, I didn't know if we were going to make it, but it, it left me with a, it's harmless. It's fun. I can just not pretend everything's horrible in the world for a right. second. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. But I think we're going to give Outer Banks a shot. I mean, young, good-looking people on Netflix, what can go wrong? <laughs> right? <laughs> you should watch, if you want young, good-looking people, you should watch Too Hot to Handle, Bill. I will tell you, so who am I? I, don't, I haven't <laughs> talked about this with my wife that, yet. <laughs> and it's still on my list for uh, when we come up with one of these shows, we have no golf topics to cover. Claff, our last episode was golf from start to finish. It's true. Yeah. It's true. First, well, you I know, think first speaking time. of young, good-looking people, we've got the, uh, I don't know if you know this, Chris, but Bill and I have, and uh, this guy we work, that works with us, Steve Fetter, and have started this little uh, this little crew we call the Beef Brothers. <laughs> yeah. We because we're on, all about the same size. And, we played uh, on a fictitious <laughs> men's football league team called the Chicago Italian Beefs. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, just, you know, just you're mentioning young, good looking people. I right. just made the Beef Brothers come to mind. Do you want me to follow Beef Brothers around? Never mind. I was going to, I was going <laughs> to offer to follow around with, follow you guys around with the camera, but I don't want to do that. I don't, <laughs> you'll take me up on it. And, I, <laughs> well, and you say that, but who are you kidding? You know, if I like concept that out a little bit, you're like, never mind. It's kind of funny. <laughs> we were actually looking for a skinny fourth for the round we were going to play so we could berate the skinny person. Right, so I could be the outlier for once, right? Exactly. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. Eat a sandwich, McEwen. God. We did talk about it. We were like, yeah, the three of us got to go play a round together and bring someone who's, like, actually skinny and in shape and just make them bully them the whole time. <laughs> I think we hey, found him. Yeah. I'm your guy. I'm your guy. God, we had options, but McEwen, you're signed up, you idiot. <laughs> We got you. We got yeah. you good. Right. The but then I'll probably have like again. I'll have a nice flow going too, so you can make fun of that. I'll be like the you know. It's gonna be just a one hundred percent intimidation, and I'm sure you'll be on hitting every shot great that day, and then tell be like, oh EXS two twenty fairway woods. How about this Nike? Because I'm kicking your ass. <laughs> what is up with the Nike? What 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 three? What is it? Um, it is the VR. I mean, like it's not even like yeah. the recent ones when oh, they no, gave up hard goods. It's, it's, so there's a there's some sentimentality to it, but I also it's it's kind of like my safety blanket. But it was the first, so I've been playing golf very long. I've only been playing for like ten years, twelve years, maybe whatever it's been. Um, but it was actually the first club I bought on my own, used, and it was like fifty bucks, whatever. And um, and so I basically the reason I think I can hit that thing so well is because I learned how to play golf with it. Sure. And, and it still does, you know, it does fine out there. It's a perfectly good club. It never hurt anybody. Yeah. And so it's lived in my bag forever. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I, I feel like I should uh, 
one round go out and start playing the old square driver that I've got in my garage. Yeah, that's cute, right? <laughs> this is the part when he gets the files, he's going to cut it all off and be like, I can't let my bosses hear that I have a square driver in my garage. <laughs> oh, I've got all sorts of stuff in my garage from my, you know, so my, this is my fifth company. I started uh, 19 years ago with Sonertech Fairway Woods. I was there for uh, three years. Uh, that was in uh, Carlsbad, California. Then I got recruited away because Todd Hamilton won the British Open with our Sonertech Hybrid. It was on the front page of USA Today. Got got me a lot of attention because I had gone in and started marketing uh, this, you know, this fairway wood company that nobody had ever heard of. But I, I kept saying that we were the number three most played fairway wood on the PGA Tour. That was my kind of marketing approach because I knew that you could name five companies before you'd think of this tiny little Japanese yeah. based company. And uh, it got me a lot of attention and it got me recruited away from this company to Kent golf. This, this guy recruited me for like a year. I told him no eight times, I think. And he finally got me. Um, and I moved up to LA. I was their director of marketing for five and a half years and uh, took them from kind of a small time player into, you know, about 25 million a year. So it was getting pretty big. It ended up getting bought by, uh, by Dick's eventually. My next gig after that was Superstroke Grips and uh, started that with uh, the Tiger Shark Boys out of Michigan. I was still in Santa Monica, California. And then I moved to Orlando to start Volvic USA. I was their first employee. I was their oh, director, wow. director of sales and marketing five years, uh, started Volvic, color golf balls. That's why I got Bubba signed masters right here because I went in uh, 2017 to witness him put, put the first pink and green golf balls in play in the history of Augusta. That's awesome. And then uh, I've been with Tourette's now for three years. So that's kind of my path. Were you always going to work in golf? Or did you just happen to find it and then just stay in golf? So I, was, I went to Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff. And I majored in advertising and PR. And um, I, it's kind of natural. I came from Indiana. I'm a Hoosier. So I went to college in Flag. And it was kind of natural to keep going all the way to California after school. And before you figure out what you, you know, where you want to be. So I moved to San Diego area and I had uh, three dogs because Flagstaff's big dog town. And the only place that would take me is this apartment in Carlsbad with three dogs. <laughs> so right now I'd moved to the golf Mecca and I'd grown up yeah. playing, playing golf and with my dad and, you know, knew everything about the tours and everything. And I saw an ad in the paper for Soder Tech and they were looking for an inside sales job. But I went in there and they already had about 15 guys on the tour playing their clubs. David Duvall had just won the fir first British Open uh, with a Sonertech three wood in the back. But they weren't doing any public relations at all, which is what I majored in. So I went in and I kind of railroaded them. I took over this uh, <laughs> inside sales job uh, interview. And I had written five press releases that they should have put out in the last two months. And I put them all, I spread them all across the table. Wow. I said, I'm not here for the inside sales job. I am here to write your press releases. And they hired me on the spot. And within two weeks, I was their head of marketing. And I was 24 years old. Wow. So that's how I got in. It makes me feel like, what am I doing with my life? That's <laughs> right. Oh, boy. <laughs> well. John Clay, everybody. I've, I have so many questions, but unfortunately, slash very fortunately, you're associated with another brand, so I don't want to make you dig, <laughs> dig in and talk about other brands. It's not fair. Yeah, um, no, all good. Well, I had, a, I had a blast with you guys, man. It was a great Sunday night. 
yeah, we'll uh, like Chris said, we'll get you on sometime and do a little, little less formal maybe. And uh, though I'll I don't actually, know. yeah, I'll actually get a couple fingers of bourbon for that one and, and join you on that route. Oh, there so you, you go. might. You also have bosses, and I like again, it's easy for us because we our day jobs have nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> so yeah, we got to we got to make sure we're a little responsible with you. But well, anyway, awesome. I, I appreciate you uh, letting me tell the Tourette story and talk about the stimulus deals and all that stuff we got going on. And we uh, we look forward to golf getting started here May 1st. Amen. All yeah. right, John, a pleasure. Chris, a pleasure as always. Everybody, hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye, everyone. <laughs>